My name is Padraig Tuma, and a number of years ago I was speaking at a conference for gay Catholics. It wasn't in Ireland. And during one of the meals at this conference, a man sitting next to me said, the thing that Irish people never get is that the British Empire wasn't such a bad thing. And I was aghast, and I didn't know what to say to him. And I went, you know where I'm from, don't you? And also, what language should we have this conversation in? And he said to me, is this going to be a helpful conversation? I was like, I don't think it is. I think there was the imagination that because we had this common ground, both gay Catholics at this conference, that somehow we'd find common ground about something to do with empire that was centuries old. And the answer was no. And so we kept a certain kind of courteous silence after that. The Only Cab Service of Farmington, Maine, by Aria Eber. He makes me sit next to him, so I inquire, as if remembering his own smallness would prevent him from violating another's about his childhood. Cape Cod, he recalls, how lonely he felt among the blue expanse each winter, longed to travel, so he joined the Marines. And I did travel, he fools, all the way to Afghanistan. When I tell him that's where I'm from, his laugh crumbles. And I'm sorry for it trembling in me or in him, I can't tell. Too chagrined to look at his face, I observe crumholtz, blurs of frozen buds. Afghans are good people, though, he disarms himself. And damn that food. But I loathe my Afghan blood, especially here amid snowy balsam firs and cookie-cutter houses. They saved, you know, his words butter me. My life gave me bread, warmth. They didn't have to. Bad things happened. Awful things. Nothing is calmer today. Kabul still mourns contaminated water and another suicide bomber. I shouldn't tell you this, but he coughs. I miss it sometimes. The provinces were so hot. It was like another planet. I will never feel at ease here between subalpine hills, gas stations advertising Nescafe and Dove. But after eight years on the base, his voice clear as a fist, you wake up hating the person in the mirror. Now my life is about forgetting. Is memory a privilege? I couldn't, after I arrived in the States, remember a single damn village. Is it a sin, then, to be envious that my driver had a home in my home? Yellow dust on long mountainous roads where 22 civilians died in the fourth attack this month for longer than I ever did. He has, I feel, estranged me. You know, I hear his heavy American voice crack like a creek thawing under a deer. It's good to be back. The unspeakable opens between us. It's waters cold, full of shame, until we drift apart again, never asking for each other's names.
This is a poem really that's an exploration of place and all of the emotion and pain and beauty that can be gathered into memory of place. So first of all, there's the car, the cab service, and it's the only cab service in Farmington, Maine. And then inside the car, the poet sits next to the driver. He makes her, it says. And then he recalls Cape Cod and Afghanistan. And then once again, we're back in the car, but Arya Eber, the poet, is looking out of the window to the Krumholz, stunted vegetation, as well as the frozen buds. And then the place changes again. We're back to Afghanistan and specifically Kabul and then back to here, subalpine hills and gas stations. And then you're back to a marine base. And then we're back in the situation where Arya Eber has arrived in the States. And then again, back to Afghanistan, yellow dust on long mountainous roads. And finally then back into this cab where there's silence between the two of them. So place is moving all the time within the context of this. And the cab driver is able to remember place with relative ease of going back and forth. He's open hearted. And at the same time, he has the privilege of being able to hold memories of Afghanistan in a way that Arya Eber is not able to. She was born in Germany and her parents are Afghan and they had fled Afghanistan and sought asylum in Germany. And so she's Afghan in Germany and at 18 she came to the United States for school and has stayed. And so she grew up trilingually. She grew up with her parents' language and her own language, Dari, and also German, of course, and English too. She writes her poetry in English. You know, in selecting poems for this season, I'd selected this one months before everything that happened in the summer of 2021 with the withdrawal of forces from Afghanistan. In a certain sense, the name Afghanistan has become a byword for other countries' foreign policies. And this, I think, is one of the other ways within which silence and exile and displacement and estrangement has come about. And it's represented so powerfully in this poem because Arya Eber is speaking about a person who's speaking about Afghanistan. And she, as someone from there, is feeling estranged by the ways foreigners are speaking about a place that she's from but hasn't been able to grow up in. This is a narrative poem. It's a story and it's filled with conversation. It's filled with the everyday people trying to create conversation, awkwardnesses, ways of trying to have some courtesy towards a stranger. And often, I suppose you might imagine that a poem about a conversation with a stranger would lead to a deep sense of connection over something of common ground with that stranger. But there is common ground here, complicated and unusual on common ground. And as a result, this poem lapses into silence by the end. And that's what I think is so interesting in a poem that's filled with back and forth of conversation. The way he makes her get in the front of the cab. She's alert about that and she's asking about his childhood and then talk of travel and Afghanistan. And even the casual direct speech of the way that he says, and damn that food. He has an assuredness and an open heartedness in him. And he knows where he's from. 
But it's not just him that's being judged here. It's the question of foreign marines' presence in Afghanistan. And as a result, she feels estranged. Estranged from her own story. Estranged, perhaps, even from the possibility of going to a place that she hasn't spent much time in. Estranged is a really interesting word, meaning treat as a stranger or alienate or to make something unfriendly. And what's been made unfriendly? The cab, the conversation, the way within which, in order for the two of them to keep on talking, there's so much pain, which isn't just hers. It's the pain of all the people whose lives have been lost. All the ways within which bombers and the fourth attack this month are all present and being carried in her, in her language, in the story of her family, in the story of her place, in the whole way that she grew up. All of that is present in the car with them. And of course, estrangement happens. What we're hearing really is the question of war. And is it the war or him who should be judged? And I suppose deeper than that, there's the question as to who is able to separate war and people. And if you can, it's probably a certain kind of privilege to separate war and people. So no wonder the unspeakable opens up between them at the end. Because what are you going to do? She's looking for a cab service in Farmington, Maine, and it's the only cab service. She clearly needs to go somewhere. And is this a safe place to talk? Is this a trustable place to talk? Is this a place where if she put her point of view across, it would work, where it could be received? No, I think is the answer. So this is a poem about conversation and about how you reach the edge of conversation. And how what one person says might take the words from another person's mouth or the ground from underneath them. And that possibly the only accessible response is silence. There's two really interesting similes that Arya Eber uses. The first is, but after eight years on the base, his voice clear as a fist. And then the second one is, I hear his heavy American voice crack like a creek thawing under a deer. Both of these similes are to do with his voice. And so clearly there's something about his voice that she is reflecting on, thinking through. And one of them clear as a fist as such a simple simile that she's using to say one thing's like another, but a fist, you know, a fist is often associated with the question of defence or violence. And then she speaks about his heavy American voice cracked like a creek thawing under a deer. Is it because he is carrying the wounds of war in him? Is it because even though he's mostly trying to forget, he's actually mostly remembering? Is it because there's a burden that he's carrying, like a creek thawing under a deer? Who is going to suffer in the context of this? It does sound like Arya Eber is making space in this poem for recognising the way within which his voice, on the one hand, is a voice of authority and on the other hand is a voice of great vulnerability. And she's seeing in him these two-handed experiences are represented in his own person and in the way that he's talking in this cab in Farmington and Maine. And for her, the question is, I suppose, how is she going to feel safe in response to that, just in the cab, but on a broader level as an Afghan? 
This poem has a real mixture of beauty and brutality, and that's an extraordinary brilliance that Arya Eber brings to the poem. So there's the memory of food and connection and hospitality and bread, and even that description, yellow dust on long mountainous roads. It sounds like a memory of a place that holds journey home, maybe, or holds a certain kind of nostalgia. But that line then goes on to say where 22 civilians died in the fourth attack this month. She insists on putting the two together, which isn't about letting anybody off the hook, but it is about finding a way wherein beauty and brutality need to be the complicated associations that are held together when speaking about Afghanistan. She goes back and forth between a place that both of them have powerful connections to. And there they are in a car in that part of the USA. And there's snowy balsam firs and cookie cutter houses and subalpine hills and fields with frozen buds. That's beautiful too. And there's a way within which she is bringing a disturbing sense of place into that place of beauty because she's saying she's finding it hard to belong there. And somehow through war and through exile and through people travelling for study or travelling through the Marines, people are brought together alongside each other. The poem is so wise about saying how difficult it is to talk. And yet I think there is an invitation in this to consider what might it mean to talk about the complicities that our countries and our wars have forced us into. The Only Cab Service of Farmington, Maine by Aria Aber He makes me sit next to him, so I inquire, as if remembering his own smallness would prevent him from violating another's, about his childhood. Cape Cod, he recalls, how lonely he felt among the blue expanse each winter, longed to travel, so he joined the Marines. And I did travel, he fools, all the way to Afghanistan. When I tell him that's where I'm from, his laugh crumbles and I'm sorry for it trembling in me or in him, I can't tell. Too chagrined to look at his face, I observe Krumholtz, blurs of frozen buds. Afghans are good people, though, he disarms himself, and damn that food. But I loathe my Afghan blood, especially here amid snowy balsam firs and cookie-cutter houses. They saved, you know, his words butter me. My life gave me bread, warmth. They didn't have to. Bad things happened. Awful things. Nothing is calmer today. Kabul still mourns contaminated water and another suicide bomber. I shouldn't tell you this, but, he coughs, I miss it sometimes. The provinces were so hot. It was like another planet. I will never feel at ease here, between subalpine hills, gas stations, advertising Nescafe and Dove. But after eight years on the base, his voice clear as a fist, you wake up hating the person in the mirror. Now my life is about forgetting. Is memory a privilege? I couldn't, after I arrived in the States, remember a single damn village. 
Is it a sin then to be envious that my driver had a home in my home? Yellow dust on long mountainous roads where 22 civilians died in the fourth attack this month for longer than I ever did. He has, I feel, estranged me. You know, I hear his heavy American voice crack like a creek thawing under a deer. It's good to be back. The unspeakable opens between us, its waters cold, full of shame, until we drift apart again, never asking for each other's names. service of Farmington, Maine comes from Arya Aber's book, Hard Damage. Thank you to University of Nebraska Press, who gave us permission to use Arya's poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Unbound is Gautam Shrikishan, Aaron Kalasako, Eddie Gonzalez, Lillian Vo, and me, Chris Hegel. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Shrikishan and Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. We also produce other podcasts you might enjoy, like On Being with Krista Tippett, Becoming Wise, and This Movie Changed Me. Find those wherever you like to listen or visit us at onbeing.org to find out more. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota.